of minutes. Get started now at a Capital One location or online. Sound good to you? This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? For consumers only. Approval required. Offered by Capital One and a member FDIC. Copyright 2018 Capital One. Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S. And screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family. Most often, colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, John. Welcome back, Sports Hour, uh, Sports Hangover. It is our number three, 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, as you know, it is the midway point of your work week, and it's a New Year's Eve work week. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's just stupid. it. Today's more that what that Camel Wednesday hump day is that what it is. Indeed, that is head coach Sean of the Payton. I'll play what he had to say this morning as the team is not practicing. Sean Payton giving the players the day off. He'll tell you why. We'll get through all of that here as well. Pelicans 13 and 22. What do you think of the win? To all the ladies. And forever. Herb Jones continues to play so well, the Pelicans literally are having to answer questions from fans. Where is his jersey? People want to buy his jersey. I might have actually tweeted as well. It's time to rep this man in the city. We need to see some number fives out there. Career high, 26 points for him. Seven rebounds, three blocks, three assists. 13 straight games now. He has a block. That ties him with Anthony Davis for the franchise record. So the next time they play, which will be against the Milwaukee Bucks on New Year's Day, if he gets a block in that game, he will hold the franchise record. Garrett Temple, 17 points, not one, not two, not three, not four, not, I'm sorry, yeah, five three-pointers in the fourth quarter. He had uh, 17 points on the night. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, 15 points, 10 rebounds. Devontae Graham, 18 points, five boards, five assists. Season high, 16 three-pointers. Season high, 16 three-pointers. And not to pat myself on the back, but here we go, Todd. 
I did, uh, when I spoke with Daniel Salerson yesterday, if you remember, if you remember when we had Daniel on, I said, not, not, not to say that I'm coach Willie Green. I like to play one, but I'm going to say, especially with the seven footers and all, I'm like three pointers. The Pels are going to have to launch some threes and, um, and knock some down. So look, season high, uh, 16 threes and that does help. But man, it was the things that stood out to me. I loved, loved the environment. You saw the smoothie king center get up on defensive plays. You saw them get up on offensive plays as well. But the, the fans are really starting to buy this. This style of basketball that Willie Green's brought here, and I like it. I like it. Willie Green afterwards. That's that's the way we have to play. Um, in any sport or anything you do in life, you have to be confident in what you're doing, and the guys have confidence because they put the work in. Uh, Gary, Harp, all of the guys, they, they're in the gym every day. You guys see them. They're, they're putting the work in, and, and it translates, and that's why – no matter what happens, we can go out and give ourselves a chance. It doesn't mean we're going to win every game, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a huge blessing to have a group like this that GOAT comes in every day. They enjoy being around each other, and they just hoop. It's fun. And Willie Green was asked, what does he see from this team? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely proud of this group. Um, the effort, the togetherness, um, like you said, being down 23 points and fight all the way back, climb all the way back into it, and, and to come out with this win was huge. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that we talked about in the huddle is that they were offensive rebounding early in the game and we were giving up threes. Uh, so just trying to clean that up. Um, it was funky lineups on both teams, but we did that, and we started to make our run uh, once we made those adjustments. Devontae Graham, as I mentioned, at 18 points, was asked after the game, what does it say about not giving up? Down 23. Second biggest comeback, by the way, in franchise history. 24 was the largest, and that was this calendar year, last basketball season. February 21st against the Celtics here at the SKC. Here's Devontae. Uh, just resilient. Um, I think everybody was just excited, anxious, you know, being out. Guys knew they was going to get a chance. We had Gary Clark in the lineup, you know, his first start. So I think everybody was excited, and we just had to calm and settle into the game. Um, but Cleveland, they told us before the game, you know, they come out to good starts first quarter. I think they were the best scoring team in the first quarter or something like that. So, um, we just did a good job of sustaining that run and settling it in. Guys playing with confidence, everybody playing for one another and, you know, making game when the play is late down the stretch. It's incredible you keep hearing that. <laughs> and I think it honestly has been one of the best things that Willie Green's done with this team. They started out one and nine in the first ten. Second ten, three and seven, still not playing well. Third ten, five and five, starting to figure some things out, right? The last five games, they're four and one. Herb Jones last night on the last time he played this well. Maybe high school. Uh but I, I mean I try not to pay attention to the like some of my teammates kept telling me, you know, the amount of points I had, but I mean I just try to, you know, stay focused on the next play and try to win the next play. I mean, it, it kind of worked out in my favor tonight. You heard Devontae mention it. Gary Clark, 12 points, 4 rebounds, and assists to block. Jared Harper, 12, uh, 7 points, 8 minutes of action. You know, coming up from the G League, a rebound, 3 assists, a block as well. Here's Herb Jones, what he had to say about those guys just coming on the scene. I mean, it just shows the the fight that we have. Uh, we stayed together. Um, the energy was kind of low uh, at the beginning. We picked it up. I mean, just stay together regardless of what was going on, the adversity we faced. Uh, we just stayed together and fought through it. 
Here's what he had to say about the new guys. Uh, super important. Everybody that played, you know, played a huge piece in the win. Um, I mean, I knew GC could go. Uh, Jerry, I played against him. And he, he killed us at Ar- when I was at Alabama. When he was at Auburn. Um, I knew he could go. Um, and I, I really didn't have any worries, you know, once they got in the game. It was just, you know, the next man up mentality. They knew the plays. They, they were going to compete on the defensive end. And those kind of guys I like to go out and play with. Garrett Temple had five three-pointers in the fourth quarter. Really big. Um, you know, G. Clark has been laying in wait for him to come in and start. It's, it's, it's great to have a guy that's, you know, we signed uh, that has played in this league a little bit before, has played. Uh, I think Harp was really big for us in, you know, seven, eight minutes. Just having a guy that can get downhill. We didn't have that, like I said, obviously without Josh, but him being able to get downhill, put pressure on him in the paint. And I can't say enough about Jax, you know, not being in rotation, but uh, understanding to stay ready. Uh, him and Darnell Lazar has been doing a great job um, keeping him ready, watching film on things that he can do. Um, it helped last game, I think, in OKC for him to get, get his feet wet. And then this game defensively, he was really big for us to be able to switch pick and rolls and uh, run the floor. Uh, it was really, I mean, he was a plus 22 tonight. So it, it showed that, you know, it's not about scoring. The things that he was doing on the floor really helped us. Something else that you heard a lot, too. A lot of people happy for Jackson Hayes to be able to contribute in a positive manner. Garrett Temple also had this story about Herb Jones when he realized that, um, yeah, he was legit. It's crazy you say that. Mark is, in my opinion, in Herb's opinion, the best agent in the business. Shout out to Priority Sports. But and I, I talked to Mark today, and, um, you know, we just talked about the season. The first time, though, I called him, I called Mark Bartlestein after our first day in Nashville. Herb was actually guarding Jared Harper on the play, and held him down the entire time. Uh, it was like a six-second span where he was trying to go one-on-one, and Herb ended up blocking his step-back three-point attempt. And I called Mark, and I said, you were right about this guy. Um, then got to know Herb as a person, and he's just the epitome of a great teammate, great player. I mean, it's, it's somebody that you want on your team. He's going to be in this league for a very, very long time. There you go. Uh, and, again, now now the franchise knows they, they need to start printing out some jerseys to sell. Uh, it'd be, look, he's fun to watch, man. He's a reason to go, to go look at. So next time they will take to the court will be, uh, against Milwaukee. So they got some time to rest. And, and again, as Andrew Lopez said with the new COVID protocols, not only the NFL, but NBA here as well. Uh, instead of 10 days at seven, the NFL now it's five. You should have Najee Marshall back. You should have, uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker back as well. So tall task. You got to go up to Milwaukee and, and go face a team that you beat. Without Giannis and three other players the last time because they had COVID. So you got to go do that here at the beginning of the calendar year, New Year's Day. Head coach Sean Payton switching to the Saints spoke this morning. He was asked the obvious. Taysom Hill, he our starter or what? Yeah, well, look, I don't, I mean, I want him, I want him back in the building before I announce who I, who, I'm, you know, it's, it's Wednesday and I'm not going to give the anticipated starting lineup for Sunday ever. Like ever, and so especially when they're not here yet. But I expect him back, and and look forward to having him back, and look forward to having the rest of these guys back. Now he was asked, "Can I select? Uh, do you have your compliments of quarterbacks here today?" Well, we're not practicing today. We we take a Monday night schedule, we'll kick it back a day. Um, would we have them all today? No, um, but we get with the new protocols. Um, guys are coming back on. They're kind of coming back on, Mike, like they went off sporadically. And, and, and so it was easier to start with 
right, where do we think we're going to be at the end of the week before the game and then work backwards? So, you know, the cell phone pings now. we got two or three guys coming off. Last week, the cell phone pinged, and they were going on. And And it's not – obviously, the new protocol is five days from your test and – and then the second part of that is you feel okay. You know, you don't, you know, you, you don't want to be with symptoms, right? And so if someone's got symptoms still, then, you know, they, they wait. Um, so there's a projected add-on day each day for who's coming back today. Who do we think's back tomorrow based on the five-day window and they're asymptomatic? So, but we're not practicing today. Um, we'll be starting them all. Um, one of the things, obviously, that he was asked is, you heard what he said, though. You got You can come back five days after your test, but you got to feel well. Does he think players will try to hide those symptoms to be able to get back onto the field? Well, it certainly could happen. I, 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 I think there's a lot of concerns, different concerns, a lot of different. Um, You know, we're, we're trying to be flexible. The guidelines are changing a little bit just as we're, we're learning more about this strain. Most of it's all coming from the Omicron virus and, and, but I, I think that, uh, yeah, I think that there would be a concern because if someone hurries back, then, <clears throat> and they're still symptomatic, then they have a chance to. And so hopefully, you know, I do a good enough job with our team just talking about, how they feel and, and, but each day we've gotten groups of players and coaches back. I mean, when I say groups, you know, two or three, four, depending on when they went out. Well, it's a lot better than two or three, four going out, right? That's the case. So I know Gary Cole last hour as to who I think is coming back. And again, you just go back to when those <clears throat> tweets came out last week, the week of Christmas, where it was this guy's on, that guy's on. So. Just do the math, five to seven days, whenever that day was, they should be back. So the Saints should be relatively healthy, including getting Demario Davis and Quan Alexander back if they're healthy and if they feel okay. Uh, we'll hear a little bit more from head coach Sean Payton coming from a little bit. Up next, though, Ralph Marble will join us. What was his column this week that he will put in over at WWLTV.com and also the Saints Happy Hour podcast. We'll do that after I tell you, of course, about DraftKings Sportsbook as it's coming soon to Louisiana in terms of we're just waiting for the state to go live. As for the app, it's ready to go. Go download it. It's called DraftKings Sportsbook. Download it. Register. When you do, use the code LaRose. That way they know you heard it here. That simple. Secondly, by doing so, you're going to get $100 in free bets just for signing up. No deposit required. So you know DraftKings already, the official Daily Fantasy um partner of the NFL and how you can set up your fantasy lineups to so not just football, but any other of those sports and be a part of all those huge cash prizes that's available with DraftKings daily fantasy sports games. But this is the DraftKings sports book. So go download it. Use the code LaRose, $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. Ralph Marlborough next on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans.
video poker players know, there's a difference at Cash Magic, a big difference. At your local Cash Magic casino, you'll have fun playing the newest games while enjoying our fast and friendly VIP service. Cash Magic is my lucky place. They really do make you feel like a VIP. It's time to have fun, so let us make you feel right at home with our fast and friendly VIP service. Come feel the magic today at one of our nine Cash Magic casinos in Southeast Louisiana, including our two newest locations, Cash Magic Galliano and the Royal Flush in Homa, Louisiana's favorite place to play video poker, Cash Magic. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Must be 21 or older. Valid ID required. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. Hey, hey, my friends. It's Dana DeFran Freelo here. Just wanted to reach out to you. That I and Golden Motors are here and ready to help you take care of you and your family's vehicle needs. We have new inventory arriving daily. Check us out 24-7 at goldenmotors.com. Give us a call at 985-325-1000 or stop by and let myself or one of our awesome team members take care of you and get one less worry off your shoulders. Always remember, price is priority. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet from Etel Business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back. And we're here to make your business surge. Etel Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Wait for the breakdown. There it is. There it is. Ralph Marlborough, thank you, sir, for joining us. You can be followed over on Twitter at Saints Forecast. And, of course, you can read your columns over on WWLTV.com. How you doing this afternoon, sir? I'm doing good, Gus. I'm like, this game... These games are so hard to gamble on because I'm a degenerate <laughs> gambler. And it's so hard. Like the Saints, <laughs> last week I turned in my column for Channel 4, the Saints were a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Monday night, it, they were a four-and-a-half-point underdog. Like, you, how do you gamble on these games yeah. with COVID running wild? And I know they have the five, they shorten the window. But it's still difficult. I mean, we don't even know who the Saints are going to have. I mean, we think they're going to have Saints, and we think they're going to get guys back. But we don't know. So mm-hmm. it's just it's one of those things where you have no you have no idea how Sunday is going to go. I will tell you this: if you like offensive football, Sunday is not the game for you because the Saints and Carolina both. I think if you merged both the, I think if you merged both of the teams, the offense wouldn't be in the top fifteen of the NFL. Like that's how bad the offense is on. Yeah, Carolina w- without COVID protocols and without all those things have, have struggled all season long. They are playing literally. Pick a QB, any QB, Cam, Sam, you name it. Um, it, it. It's nuts when you look at it from that perspective, and we will talk about that here towards the end. But, Ralph, when you looked at it, I, I didn't know what else you could really expect from that game on Monday. It, it just really was the perfect storm for bad offense from the Saints in that, you know, whoever your, your quarterback, though, is, I, th- there is a, a key or constant storyline this year. And that is that the Saints offensive line has not been able to stay healthy. Catching COVID's one thing, but that's not the entire reason why the Saints offense isn't healthy right now. No, I mean, this the, the, the Saints offensive line, it, we went into the year, remember when we were talking in the summer, we were like, how are the Saints successful? And we're like, listen, the way they'll be successful is their defensive line 
it stays healthy and they're awesome and the defense remains good and the offensive line remains healthy and they road great and they and they road great teams right and they just they can they they fix Jameis so he's not a turnover machine and you just road great teams to death and it was kind of working when they were five and two but the offensive line really it wasn't that good even then and then they were you know they lost Pete and Rant and they lost Rantek and the thing with the Saints is that offensive line like. They've invested a, a ton into it, you know. I mean, you look at they pay Armstead and Ramchek, and they they drafted McCoy high. They pay Pete, and one thing fans I know we we get on because he has bad plays, and 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 his bad his bad plays are like atrocious, right? But the thing that Pete gives them, and the thing the, re, the reason why the Saints always paid to like him is he is able to do a guard what they want to do. They need the Saints need athletic guards that can pull and do certain things. And he gives them power. Like, they, like you, don't, you don't think of Pete as this great offensive lineman at the goal line because all you see is when things are like first and goal at the three and it's a pile of bodies and Kamara's in the end zone. You're like, ah, Kamara scored. What you don't realize is, like, Pete is powerful and he can move that guy just enough to where you can get a sliver through and you can pick up the short yard. But you're right. I mean, the offensive line, it's a, it's a mess. And, and, and here's the thing. Either they get guys back from COVID and get guys back on the offensive line, Armstead, they probably won't get Ramsey back. Like they've got to get guys back because their offense, it's horrible. I mean, they scored not, they got the last three home games, they have 26 points total. Like it's the offense, it, the offense is, is bad. And I don't know, like, it isn't, there isn't going to be any magical fix. I mean, it's going to be an uphill, uphill battle to 20 points for each of these last two weeks. You know, it's interesting because you bring that up, and and when you look at the future decisions that this team's going to sort of have to make, and, you know, you heard Sean Payton kind of touch on it after the game as well, Ralph, where – he, he was like, look, I can't evaluate or even tell you poor Ian because, you know, it's the other things that really, I guess, bothered him. Like when you see Cesar Ruiz just whiff on blocks and plays, you know, in that game. Gus, no, it's worse than that. He had three plays where he, he just didn't block anybody. Like he, No. He just, he just stood there. there. He just like, stood look, there. He's like standing there like looking around like a yeah. person at a, like, like, they're like a person at an airport confused about what gate to go to. It was it was comical. But that's sad because Gus, I think you can make an argument. Not only has Caesar Ruiz not gotten better, I can argue he's regressing. Like he's getting worse. I was literally gonna say that very word sometimes when you look at it now and you just wonder how much of him having to go to center, but you know, but that whole thing is just a mystery to me to begin with. You, you drafted him to be the center after you drafted a center the previous year. Yeah. But because of COVID, you didn't get the opportunity, but you drafted a center. Well, now we're going to make him a guard. But you drafted him to play center. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, and then when he got to play center this year, he didn't look like he should be playing center. So yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I like I didn't under I didn't understand that it's the, the 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 time, especially with COVID. And also, it's like just draft like like why do you like you had a perfectly very very good center? Like what are you like? Why are you? Why are you so hell bent on like shuffling the pieces around on offensive line? Um, and it, listen, 
Saints haven't, if you look at their draft picks, they haven't whiffed on a first-round pick in a long time. I mean, because even Davenport, like Davenport, he's either awesome or he's hurt, right? So, you know, Pete, we can say whatever you want about him. He got a second contract from the Saints. Kansas City really wanted him. So, like, he hasn't been, a, he hasn't been anything close to a bust. Like, the Saints haven't whiffed on a long time. And, you know, Gus, like, drafting, like, no matter how smart you are, like, you're just going to have some years where you're just like, man, that guy's the first round. What were we thinking? And, like, Cesar Ruiz might be that guy where, like, you look at any team over, like, a probably like a seven, eight year period, and I guarantee you, that got at least one first round pick where you're like, I can't, you just, you just should have said pass when you picked in the first round. You'd have been better, you'd have been better off not picking anybody. Right. Like, I mean, that, that may be Cesar Ruiz. Like, everybody, you're going to have, you're going to have misses. You just can't have it multiple years in a row. I mean, there were some positives, I guess, on the offense that I can look at here, Ralph. And, um, you know, little Jordan Humphrey made a nice player too. Callaway looked like he was open to some of those plays that Ian booked through the other way. So, I mean, you're starting to, I don't know, am I wrong in seeing that at least when they show the end zone cams, you are seeing separation and guys get open. It's whether or not the quarterbacks are ready to read and, and throw the football on time, but that's a good thing. Again, I can think of three or four plays where Book didn't get a chance to either throw it or threw the wrong way or threw to the wrong person, but behind them on that other level, as Book said, I needed to go to the next level or play in the short pass, those guys were open. So I don't know if that's a wishful thinking sort of silver lining. I mean, I think it is a little bit of wishful like a little bit of wishful thinking, but I will say this. Like Callaway, he has he was sort of stuck and we were like, Oh man, he's not progressing at all. But he like the last couple of weeks especially, like he's progressed. Now I don't think Callaway is a guy, no matter how well he plays, and let's hope he plays awesome the last few weeks, right? I don't care how good he plays. He's, he's not a guy where the Saints would say, look, we got Callaway. He did awesome the last month. He can be our number two behind when Michael Thomas gets back. I still think the Saints need to do massive offseason work at receiver, whether that's drafting guys or signing free agents or whatever, and they need to upgrade tight ends. But I do think Callaway – like, if you, if you went out, for example, and the Saints went out and they got, say, a Michael Gallup, and they were like, we got Gallup, we got Michael Thomas, we got Kamara, and we signed, an, you know, an average NFL tight end, and then you got Callaway as, like, your third guy or your fourth guy beyond, beyond, behind Deontay Harris. Well, then, wow, you, then, you get, then you really got something on offense. So I definitely think I see progress for, for Callaway trouble with him is he's just not good enough to be like when when because another team will be like we'll just put our number one corner on and he's not he's not that dude right Right. Um, but i definitely see progress with him uh it's just everybody else but at least they get Deontay back this week, so it gives them a little bit of a little bit of juice and the other thing gus is i think one thing that we we knew it but we kind of underestimated it with Taysom. like Taysom, and i argue with people on twitter i said Taysom, he runs like no other quarterback in the NFL. Now, maybe he's not quite as dynamic as Lamar mm-hmm. or Kyler Murray because they're tiny. But the thing about Taysom, when he scrambles and he just, when he decides, I'm not throwing this ball, I'm running, he turns into a weapon unlike any other quarterback, right? And you could see it with Ian Book. Even when Ian Book was scrambling, he's kind of like indecisive. And you, you never like, when he never took off, you never like, okay, here comes the big play. Where Taysom, even against Tampa, when they only scored nine points, they had some runs where you're like, okay, Taysom's running that little power sweep, and once he or, or he's scrambling, once he tucks it, 
he's got power and he runs like a receiver, a running back, a tight end. And that is something, even with his hurt hanger, the same desperately, desperately need to become even borderline functional on offense. Right. And I think, I think just well, that's the, that's the main thing um, that I really, really noticed on Monday besides other things is that they need, they need that juice that Taysom get that, that Taysom gives them. They need that desperately the last week, last two weeks, hurt finger or not. Tell you one of the things too, that will stand out to me is this, we talk about what's a constant and, you know, the offensive line struggling, stay healthy or just play well, dude, I don't know how Dennis Allen doesn't get an interview because every week, no matter who's there or not, and even in that Carolina game where they were missing, you know, staffers and stuff like that, they mm-hmm. figured it out, Ralph. They figured it out in the third and fourth quarter. First and second right. quarter, the Panthers looked like the greatest show on turf, but they did figure it out. And, you know, the play of that defense last week, 13 points, three sacks, a turnover. I mean, I, that's enough to win games in the NFL. Oh, it totally is. And I would argue there was really only 10 points because they had to pick six. And, and one of the field goals, they went for it on fourth down from their own 38 and missed it. So, like, really, Miami only scored 10 points on offense. Dennis Allen, it's been tremendous. You know, Ryan Nielsen, defensive line coach, let's hope that teams don't want to promote him or, or that because, Gus, you look at that, what they had on defensive line. Like, listen, they were missing people. They only had they only had two ends in that game, really. They had Davenport and Sam Jordan in, in the Miami game. If they had an injury at the end, they'd have been up the creek. And they were missing dudes in the interior. They were missing Demario Davis, Kwan Alexander. And they stopped that Miami run game. I mean, they had 30 carries. They didn't have 90 yards. Um, and it, to me, it's just, that's coaching. Like, when you're, you're talking Huggins and Ringo and these defensive tackles, that's coaching to me because at the Saints, they might not get interior push as much as they want. The guy, the guy's not on Yamada in defensive tackle, but they still have to run. And it doesn't matter who they, they still have to run before no Yamada was suspended. And to me, that is a clear sign of coaches getting a defensive tackle and saying, look, listen, man, this is what we do here. You stop the run. This is, this is what you do. You do these one or two things against mm-hmm. the run, hold the point of attack, be tough inside. And you'll have a role on this team. And they do it with a bunch of different guys. And to me, that's 100% coaching. It's, it's just been, it's yeah. been tremendous. It's, and, and, and it doesn't matter. The only team that, the only two teams that ran on them just all year is Philadelphia, because the Saints can't figure out that weird wing T or whatever the heck <laughs> Philadelphia runs. <laughs> they asked the Saints for two years. And Washington ran the ball on them. That's it. That's the only two teams. Nobody else could, nobody else could do it. And a lot of teams tried it, and even when they were ahead, I mean, those, those two games against Atlanta and Tennessee, the reason why the Saints were able to get back in those games is right. those teams got up two scores, and Atlanta's right. like, well, we're up two scores. We're going to try to run the ball. And the Saints are like, no, you're not. Just run, 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 punt, and it gives the Saints a chance to stay in these games. And it's just it's, it's tremendous, Coach. And I hope, I hope Dennis Allen uh, and Ryan Nielsen say, I, I, I do wonder uh, – Dennis Allen, if he'll get a job, we'll see. Uh, Dov Kleiman just tweeted, the Falcons have placed one, two, three, four on their COVID list. I know the Panthers up to 12. Falcons are dealing with it as well. Ralph, it looks like COVID hit the right time for the Saints. <laughs> I don't know who else is it to infect the next uh, two weeks for them as the Saints need to beat the Panthers and the Falcons. Ten seconds. Give me your baseball score for Sunday. Go. 
My baseball score for Sunday, I say, I said my Colin Saints are going to lose, but for you, I'm going to say 9 to 6 Saints. Nine six. six. How about that? Wow. At Saints Forecast, the way to follow Ralph on Twitter. Go check out his column on WWLTV.com. And on Wednesdays, 2.15, he joins us here on the Sports Hangover. Thank you, Ralph. Appreciate it. Happy New Year to you, bud. Happy New Year. See you next week, guys. All right, buddy. Uh, final two segments is open. If you want to give us a buzz, 800-998-1003. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985 446 3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses. Call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today. Or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good. Really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it out. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Sarah Spain. She is resigning now in this moment because she has been proven to have failed all of those girls. And me, Jason Fitz, are Spain and Fitz. We are back. College football has built into it nostalgia. Sarah Spain. A connection to a community. This will not have that. Jason Fitz. He is, when he is healthy, considered to be one of the great young pieces in the game. Spain and Fitz returns weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. 106 miles to Chicago. Got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Well, they didn't really practice, but a practice report, it is out. <coughs> Saints uh, releasing it. And they this is an estimation of their availabilities. So if they would have practiced today, they are estimating that tackle Teron Armstead with a knee would not have practiced. They're estimating that receiver Traquan Smith with a chest would not have practiced. Marcus Davenport with a shoulder was, would be limited, and Nick Vanette with an ankle would be limited. Again, these are estimations because the team did not have practice. 800-998-1003. Sean Fox from somewhere up in Fun Row joins us. Um, I don't have your Twitter pulled up, so I don't know the name of your show. Or Was it Fox 4 Sports Talk or Talking That's it. Sports Fox, with 4? Fox, Fox, the number 4 Sports Talk. Uh, boot up, Gus. What's up? How are you? I'm, I'm, I don't have the Rona yet. At least I don't think I do. I like the Saints. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I tell you what, everyone, <laughs> as I cough, I think everyone in the yeah. city either is around it or has it or oh, is in some sort of health and safety <laughs> protocol, uh, since why, you know, hence why I, I'm calling it from Casa de Cattengale. Um, when you look at all these different aspects of the two teams, obviously that we follow closely here, they're professional, man. It, it, nothing obviously is easy. We always joke about it. But at the same time, we like to celebrate when they overcome some things, right? And I'm not talking about, obviously, this past Monday night, but the fact that the Saints are even alive in the playoff aspect of it. We've been touching on that for a while. What what, what did last night's Pelicans win show you? Because I've been having to kind of keep you, you know, motivated about the Pels. I, well, I'm excited about what I'm seeing, and I think last night was a big win for a couple of reasons. I have seen the Pelicans on the other side of that too many times. So it was nice. Like I looked up, and I think it was twenty-eight to nine, and I was like, "Okay, this is. We know how this is going to go." And then you started to see them creep closer and closer, and I'm like, "Okay, well, they're going to somehow." Look, I'm very pessimistic, as you can tell when it comes to the Pelicans. I'm like, "Okay, well, at least look, they're showing me heart. They haven't given up. They fought back into it, but they'll do all this to end up losing by a point or two because that's just what happens." Or they're the team, as I said that I'm scared to death when they have the big lead because they lose it. It shows me that this is still a young team that's trying to gel under a new first-time head basketball coach. But one thing we've learned, they will not quit. And I know, again, I'm always Mr. Negative. I can appreciate that. So I don't know how good they are right now, but I do know, and I'm not trying to oh, cliche it, they yeah. do try hard, and that does count for something. Well, and the other thing too, again, it kind of starts there, right? I mean, we, we've seen the, where the Saints are now from 2006, and it has a, a lot to do with a man named Sean Payton establishing the culture, setting that sure. next man up. Man, I'm cutting a sound and I'm playing the bites this morning and every player is like, next man up, next man up. I'm like, okay, I, I, that's fine, but you have to believe that. And, you know, you got a G leaguer in yesterday that plays well at Jared Harper. Gary Clark gets his first start and plays well. And the other guys are supportive. They, they're all about, look, Jackson Hayes played well. They're supporting him. They're understanding maybe his struggles. That's that kind of locker room we're used to hearing players talk about, but wearing Saints shoulder pads, aren't we? And it's amazing that they're doing that without the kind of success. Like you could see why the Saints go that way because they've proven right this Monday, time and time again that they can overcome, no matter the scenario, they could come back, win a football game. We haven't seen that from the Pelicans. And you're right. When it was down and out, you don't have Zion. You don't have B.I. You're pulling up guys from the G League. Heck, Jackson Hayes has been in and out of the lineup. Not a lot this year. You're getting. How about Garrett Temple? And now, I'm obviously, the LSU connection, you've been wanting to see Garrett Temple. A man love the fact that there's an LSU player and playing for a professional franchise in New Orleans, but he really didn't give you much well he's starting to give you something and what a performance he had last night that veteran leadership so Gus I'm look I'm, I'm just I hope this team can stick around within striking distance of the 10 spot by the time hopefully Zion and BI yeah uh get healthy because you know give us something to get excited about and you know I'll say this about the New Orleans crowd I understand why the numbers aren't big right now they haven't given you a reason to want to go and flock out pardon the pun flock in there uh and they don't have their two best players but the people who and i've been on a number of pelicans games the ones who do come yeah man, they're into it and that was a great crowd last night 
Yeah, I mean, Andrew Lopez mentioned it as well, man, uh, about last night's crowd. And, and the thing about it, man, 640-something to play, they're down in the game, and Herb Jones had that block of that drive over the middle. And it, it, you know, your, you know, your crowd's in tune to what kind of team you are, especially when you're a defensive team, when they're cheering your defensive plays. It's easy to cheer a three, Sean. It's easy to cheer a dunk down the lane. And I think Herb Jones is that guy you can kind of rail around. I think every good team, and they're not, I'm not saying the Pels are good yet, but everybody kind of needs that junkyard dog kind of player. Yep. And I think Herb Jones is that guy for the Pelicans. That's where I was going to next. Speaking with Sean Fox from up there in Fun Row. That is Monroe, Louisiana, for people that don't know what I'm talking about. I'd Fox Sports Talk. Uh, The way to follow on Twitter. So I threw out this question today. We like to do this, you know, sports talk show host every now and then. It's silly. It's two different sports, and it's far too early. But you know what? Why not? It's May 29th and um, December 29th, rather. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it feels like it's senioritis day, right? Um, what Saints player you could either forecast or you think would, would be reminded of when it comes to Herb Jones? I went Pierre Thomas. I went Pierre Ooh, Thomas because here's a guy that wasn't drafted. That's not a, a lot's expected. One. He earns his way to the team. He earns his way to the team to be a kick returner. Here we are in a Sunday night football game or whatever it was at Seattle. He turns it for a touchdown. Next thing you know, he starts in Chicago, gains the respect. Next thing you know, he's the team's best screen runner, and he scores the first touchdown in the Super Bowl. His importance level steadily grew. And to this day, like probably outside of this area, no one ever talks about Pierre Thomas, right? But but Saints fans. One of my favorite players, Bob. Dude, of all time. Maybe the best screen back I've ever seen. uh, And and his importance in that team winning that year and having that sustained success is undeniable. The heart, you know, he's in that locker room. The guy used to be like, feed us the ball. I want to run. I want to, you know, just... His importance. So I went Pierre Thomas. Let me give you two others that other guests gave. Jari Evans. I love that comparison. Okay, well, Jari Evans was with Scott Prather from ESPN Lafayette, said General D called in, and uh, he went with Marcus Colston to Quiet Storm. And someone on Twitter also went with Marcus Colston. Kevin, seventh-round pick, pretty much equates to second-round NBA pick, started from day one and was a huge contributor his rookie season. So there's some examples. I, I love the Pierre. I'm a, I'm a huge Pierre Thomas guy. One of my all time favorite Saints. I, I I'm going to piggyback after I the way you drew it up. I absolutely love that comparison. So I'm just going to copy you on that one. That's fine. Zachary on Twitter says Herb Jones equals uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Um, See, I, I, I was I, I, I would say that, but not the attitude, more, right? Yeah, he, he, more, like yeah. if he talked more, or he was a little more like Draymond Green. If he was Draymond Greenish. Now that yeah. said, I don't know if you saw in the timeline yesterday, Sean. Lots of people saying that guys like Draymond Green, you know, and Draymond Green is the heart and soul dude of the Warriors. I know you look at what Curry does and all that, but Draymond's basketball IQ and what he does, rebounding and pace and all of that is key. I don't know if Herb's there yet, but. um if you're remotely being compared to Draymond, I will take him any day on this squad for sure. As for the Saints, we just had Ralph Marlborough on. He said he's this isn't this is a nine six contest that's coming on Sunday. Not even going to ask you about Monday's what thoughts. What look like? I mean, <sighs> no, because Monday was a sham, Gus. That's why. 
Monday was a sham. The National Football League should be embarrassed. So yeah, let's. I I I could I could spend an entire three hours of your show breaking down why that was ridiculous. Three hours, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Give yeah. me your best thirty seconds. Give me your best thirty seconds. Why? Why does that game not get moved with twenty-two players being out? But you had two or three games moved last week. What was the difference? And then there was also people comparing it to the Broncos game last year. I don't think it's comparable. Yes, the Broncos had without the most important position quarterback. I get it, and I was one who thought the game should have been delayed. Then the Saints—that was one position group. They had everybody else. Twenty-two guys. Out. What constitute what constitute moving a game, and what doesn't? Why did those good games get moved last week? This one doesn't get dared. Just looking for an answer. No, I, I hear you. I, I understand. And um, the only thing I would say is because of the protocols. Now, mind you, the protocols changed the very next mm. day. <laughs> of course, they did. <laughs> But but under the current protocols on that Monday, Sean, you wouldn't have gotten anybody back essentially like with two players. Now with the new pro, with the new protocols, it might have been different. Yeah, I know. And I feel like more important. It's like I watched it from home and it sucked. I feel bad for the people because look, I tell you this all the time. You would be surprised the amount of season ticket holders that have three one eight. Mm-hmm. You know, in their area code, there's a ton of Saint season ticket holders from where I'm from and my listening audience that went down there. It's bad enough when you get, um, you know, people from around the New Orleans area that is somewhat drivable that have to go witness that. Imagine being from here and go down to that. Come on, being cheated. Joke. Give me a score Sunday, sir. Look, every time I pick the Saints, they've lost. So I'm going to pick the Panthers. Reverse psychology. Okay. Thirteen to twelve. Thirteen to twelve in an exciting football game in Shark in uh, in the Superdome at Fox Four Sports Talk. I will eventually. You know what? That's my New Year's resolution. Scott asked me for one. I will learn the name of your talk show the next time we talk next year. Happy New Year, pal. Happy New Year to you, Sean Fox, ladies and gentlemen. Final segment next on ESPN New Orleans. Happy Holidays from Greg LeBlanc Toyota. It's a festive time of year, and you can celebrate with fresh new inventory arriving daily. There's great holiday deals at Greg LeBlanc. Amazing stocking stuffers like keys to the all-new redesigned 2022 Tundra. It may be cold outside, but these holiday deals are red hot and won't last long. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, South Hollywood Road in Homa, or online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Santa may have the sleigh, but Greg's got the holiday deals. Shop now. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavalume. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. 
Com. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At the King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring the King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back. Don't forget, coming up in about less than an hour, you'll get to hear Nichols taking on Purdue. Pre-game 345, 4 o'clock is the tip time. It's an early tip time. If you want to catch the Colonels, and we try to get Jack Benjamin on earlier. He had an 18-hour travel day, so he could not make it with us uh, as we tried to get him on earlier to discuss it. So maybe we'll talk to him uh, later in the week uh, about the Colonels, who are 8-5 and five on the year, Purdue 11-1. and one. And again, tip time coming up at 4 o'clock pregame, 345. So if you want to tune in, Colonel fans, you can have a little basketball coming your way here. In about an hour. 800-998-1003. Got a few minutes if you'd like to chime into the conversation. And Jack wants to chime in. What's up, Jack? How are you? Hey, Gus. Mm-hmm. Um, Gus, you know, I was thinking when you were, when you were just talking. Is the, you know, the end of the season for the NFL is quickly becoming a farce. You know, with all of the COVID cases and what happened to the Saints, it looks like what's going to happen to some of these other teams, you know, coming up. Um. Do you think the criteria is going to be different in the uh, in the playoffs? And, and, and another thing, I can't remember. Is there still two weeks between the conference championships and the Super Bowl? Is there move? Is there even room to move the games back if they had to? I mean, do you want a playoff team with half of the roster on COVID? Right. No, I hear you. And I kind of mentioned this yesterday. I don't know if it was you, somebody that was mentioning that. Yeah. I I would think, and I thought that with seventeen games, you would add a second by week. You know, take away one of those weeks from the preseason. I think this should be an open week. You're right. There is two weeks of openness uh, between the conference and the Super Bowl. But along those lines, one of the reasons you do it is to get teams healthy, right? I mean, isn't that one of the reasons they do it? Well, this should be right. a, a, it should be an extra week. There should be 19 weeks in the season. There's 18 right now. There should be 19 weeks. You can either make it another buy or with this going on, Last regular season game, there's an open week. That's the week to put in games that get canceled or postponed. And and if it doesn't happen, the teams that are going into the postseason, because there's only one team that gets a bye now, you know what? You get a week to rest up, and you're going to have better football. You're going to have teams that are going to compete better and and things of that nature. I mean, there's no rush. I mean, to to call it early February or mid-February, what does it matter? So, you know, for me... I think you should either, you either need to do two bye weeks, but I don't know how that helps the COVID situation. I think just add an extra week in between the playoffs, the, the wild card weekend and the end of the regular season. And then you have that built in week to do whatever it is that you want. And Jack, to your point, you have another week going into the, the Super Bowl, but how are you going to do that? Because you already have playoffs already, unless you push everything back. So, um, I, I would just add an extra week. I, I just think it just makes a lot of sense, don't you? Well, 
Yeah, well, Gus, we were talking about the future. I'm talking about this year. Yeah. I'm talking about what do they do? Yeah, what do they do if some of this stuff happens? I mean, can you have a playoff game? Like I said, with half of the guys on the COVID list, where you have to go find guys at McDonald's to be your offensive line? I mean, right. is that really what you want? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So, Gus, I had a I had a question about if you had to guess about the Saints. If you had to guess, do you think they extend Davenport and and Marcus Williams? I do. I do. I think they were very high. Look, the fact that they franchised tagged Marcus tells you how they feel about him. Um, I do think he's had a nice year this year. And again, uh, if you're not going to pay him, we got to get somebody comparable to him. Is it close to that money that you want? Uh, but for as far as Davenport, I definitely think it was a show me something. And I do think Jack, he's shown you at least something and he's shown you something to where if he is healthy, he can be that guy. So I absolutely think that they extend him. They make him part of this team for a little bit, especially because you don't know how much longer Cam George is going to be around. But look, between him, Turner, and other guys, that's a, that's an area that you definitely you, you got to start building some building blocks for the future, right? So I I, I would um, going into the season probably not. After the season, I would. Would you? Oh, oh God! If, if you told me Davenport was going to stay healthy. I mean, I absolutely think he's a beast. I mean, he, he he could be one of the best offensive ends in football. But, I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, do you take the chance that he may – I mean, he hasn't really been healthy since he's been here. Right. But, I mean, I, I mean, you see I mean, you see the talent. Hey, hey guys, I had one last thing. Um, I got like I was 30 reading seconds. at lunch. I was looking right. – lo- mm-hmm. okay. I was looking at the transfer window. Anybody out there for the EPL, anybody out there who has a kid, teach them to play soccer. A guy who was the fourth-string striker on on Manchester City, okay, um, uh, one of the Spanish teams paid four sixty million euro just for the transfer fee. Wow! To to, to acquire him, wow! So, it's crazy. It's crazy money. Well, Fernando Torres. Well, I tell you what, um, Carver has gone through three little camps with Kenny Farrell of the Jesters already. So <laughs> I keep telling him I, I need to retire. Jack, so maybe that, that's the key. Thank you, man. I appreciate the phone call. Talk to you probably tomorrow. Again, no show on Friday, but we will have fun tomorrow as we'll talk national semifinal college football playoff games here as well. And the latest with the Saints as they do get back to practice. Matt Muscona, after further reviews of next.